So if you go to church, you have two different kinds of people. You have one, the critics of the church, and two, the people who are actually a part of the church. So let's check these two groups of people out. First Timothy chapter three, verse 15, and it reads, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So this verse is actually the key verse for the entire book of 1 Timothy. The reason why Paul is writing this letter is so that he can tell the church, hey, this is how you ought to conduct yourself. And so if you read the book of 1 Timothy, you'll find that it gives all of these different things for the people to do. Here's a list of things for the women to do and the things for the men to do and the elders and the deacons and the pastors. There is a role for every single person. And you see the problem? with all those things is that we're being critics. And the Bible doesn't say critique every single little thing. No, the Bible says to endeavor to keep the unity. The Bible says to not poke fun and cause all of these divisions, but to make it a point to support. So if you guys go to church, you have to ask yourself the question, what are you doing? Are you pointing the finger and saying, you could do this better, you could do this better, or why aren't they doing this? Or are you making it a point to support the body of Christ? Because the church has needs. It has a lot of needs and we're either helping with those needs or we're not. That's the reason why there's Sunday school teachers because there needs to be people to teach the kids. That's why we have parking lot ministry so that people can keep the cars safe. That's why we have pastors so they can teach. That's why we have evangelists so they can evangelize. There is something to do in the church. There's so much that has to be done, but too often times we're going there thinking that, you know, that everybody else has to do everything. No, we are called to be a part of it and we can't be critics. We can't do those things. We actually have to lend a hand, okay? So to wrap everything up, the reason why Paul writes this letter is so that Timothy can know how the church is supposed to be conducted. And so he gives rules to men, women, elders, deacons, pastors, all of these people so that they know what to do. So for us as the church, there is a job. There is a role for us to do. We are not called to be critics. We are called to be a part of the church working in love to get the gospel out there. Okay. So let's go ahead and try and do that. Let's try and support whatever church we're going to. And um, I hope you guys have a good one. God bless. morning and happy Sunday to you all. It's great to be back in Southern California. As some of you know, um, I made a bit of a whirlwind trip over the weekend down to Central Texas to surprise um, a little girl who I have raised as my own since she was a baby and take her to a father-daughter dance. So it's been kind of a crazy weekend, but I, I couldn't help but notice yesterday when I was in the airport, there was a whole lot of buzz going around in the airport and there was a lot of yelling going on. And apparently there's some kind of big game today. Is there a game, football game, basketball game? I don't know. All joking aside, obviously, it is Super Bowl Sunday. And I think it's the perfect opportunity for us to tackle part two of our community series. Now, if you were here last week, we talked a little bit about what the scripture says about the need for us to be in community. So today, as you probably guessed from the video, we are going to talk a little more about what does that look like when we actually come together and work together as the body and as the church. So I'm really excited that you guys are all here. Um, I hope that you were here last week and I hope that you'll be here for the next two weeks when we wrap this series up. But this is all kind of building up to something we have planned for you guys really special in 
two weeks. It's something that Brandon and I have been working on, and I'm really excited to share it with you, so I want to encourage you guys to be here throughout the rest of the series. So, as we just heard in the video, we are talking about community. And I think Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, sums this up perfectly. And it says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And quite honestly, we could, we could just kind of use this as our only verse today, and that would really say everything that we need to say. Because as we grow in our faith, and as we mature in our faith, and as we strive to be more like Jesus, we have to take a look at the things that Jesus did when he was here on earth and doing his ministry. And what did he do? The bottom line is he served others every step of the way. So if we are truly to be like Jesus, which I hope is what we're all striving to do, then we need to be serving. We need to be doing something to help and to help others and to help our church and to help each other. And we talked a little bit about that last week as well. The scripture that was read just a few minutes ago for us came from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. And it says, just as the body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit into the in, excuse me. So we're all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so the body is not made up of one part but of many. So he's talking about the church. He's talking about us. He's talking about how we were all baptized into that one family. And again, I love that even though this passage isn't necessarily about baptism, we see that baptism is still a central focus. I feel like sometimes the church has kind of gotten away from really talking about baptism and how important baptism is. And I'm very thankful that we as a church that meets here in Mission Viejo, I think we do a fairly good job of stressing the importance of baptism. And each week at the end of the sermon, we give an invitation and you have an opportunity to come up and be baptized if you haven't already been. But we're reminded that we're baptized into this family, that we're baptized into this body. And what we're going to look at today is a very cool passage that kind of illustrates this for us. And I have kind of a fun, silly illustration for you that we'll go over in just a little bit. But what I want to do is pick up in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 15 through 17. And it says, Now, if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. It says, And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. It says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? And then if we, if we, if we jump on ahead to verse 18, just to finish off this thought, it says, but in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. It says, if they were all one part, where would the body be? And it says, as it is, there are many parts, but only one body. 
So he brings it all together for us. Because sometimes we feel like if we're not playing a certain part, that we're not part of the body. Or if we're not fulfilling a certain role, then we're not as important as someone else. But that's simply not the case. And that's not what the scripture says. So I brought along a little visual aid with you guys. Because I'm a dad, I couldn't resist. So I brought my little friend, Tater Tot. And he's going to help us out today. Simple child's toy, right? And some of you are going, what are you doing with a child's toy on stage? But I believe that when we are learning the scriptures, we boil it down to the basics, right? We bring it down to something so simple that whether this is your first time walking into a church, you can understand it, or if this is your 2,000th time walking into a church, you can understand it. But I think Mr. Potato Head is a great example of that. Because, quite honestly, I thought about using one of my youth group kids for this, but I thought it might be frowned upon if I started, like, taking off ears and taking off hands. So I figured Mr. Potato Head was probably a little bit safer bet. But if we go ahead and jump forward to chapter 21, it says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. So what happens if we say we don't need the feet, for example. So let's use tater tot. If we take the feet off, what happens? He falls over. Right? He falls over. So something as simple as the feet or this piece of plastic is what was actually holding him up so that he could do his function. And that's the exact point that we're trying to make through this passage is that when you start taking away the parts, then you can't function the way God wanted you to function. And we as a church can't function the way God wants us to function if we don't have all of our parts. It says, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are least honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. And it says, while, while our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. Now, I like to look at this in a sports reference, because as you guys know, I'm a huge sports fan. But let's think about a team, because really at the end of the day, we are a team. Now, let's, let's use a basketball team, for example. I know I've got some basketball fans in the audience and some basketball players in the audience, but there's five guys on a basketball team. Now, let's just say that you had five guys that were all really good at shooting the ball, but they couldn't play defense. Do you think that would be a very successful basketball team? Probably not, because the other team's going to score every time they go down the court. Or let's say you had a team that could only play defense, but they don't have anybody that can shoot or that can score. That team is not going to be very successful. You need a couple of guys that can score. You need a couple of guys that can play defense. You need a big, big guy in the middle that can rebound. But that's exactly the model that Jesus is giving us for the church. Because we need different people with different gifts that can do different things. 
But that doesn't mean that one is more important or less important than the other. But see, we forget that sometimes. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more in just a minute. But, but sometimes we forget that every role is super, super important. And just like the Bible was saying that to say I'm not this part doesn't mean I'm not a part of the body. And, and, this, and this is where we, we bring in that service aspect, right? The video kind of teased us with, with a little bit of talk about service. And we, and we saw in Matthew that Jesus came to serve, so therefore we should be here to serve. But sometimes we think, well, I can't do that. Maybe you're saying, well, I don't want to get up and preach a sermon. That's okay. Or maybe you're saying, I don't want to teach the adult Bible class. That's okay too. There's things that we can all do to make the body better and to make the body stronger. And no one is more important than another. There are so many things that take place at this church that most people probably don't realize. We were here this morning at about 7.30, starting to set up and set up the courtyard and put the welcome signs out and get the welcome booth set up and make the coffee and prepare the communion and get the baptistry filled up and get everything ready. There's so much that goes into a morning service that most people don't even realize. Bill DeRoe comes every Sunday morning and makes the coffee for the adult Bible class. He is here faithfully every Sunday morning, sometimes before I even get to the building, ready to make the coffee. And some of you may say, well, that's not a big deal, but it is. Because, see, that's just as important to him and to our church as for me to get up here and bring a lesson to you from the stage on a Sunday morning. It's just as important. Because what happens is, is we, have this, we have this thing built up in our minds, right? That to be really serving, you have to be a preacher, or you have to be an elder, or you have to be a teacher. Now, those are all important roles, don't get me wrong. But we've got to get out of this mindset that some roles are more important than other roles. Because you don't have to be able to or have the desire to come up here and preach a sermon. Because what Bill is doing is just as important as what I'm doing in his own way and in his own place. Or maybe you're a teacher of one of our Sunday morning classes, or maybe you work in the nursery. Those are all fantastic ways that you serve our church, and those things are just as important as anything else that we do. And that's the mindset that we need to have as a church. And that's where this whole community aspect comes into play. We need people in different roles, fulfilling different needs, or where are we going to be? We need people that are willing to go to the hospital and sit with those who are sick or those who are having surgery. We need people who are willing to pray for people. We need people who are willing to go out and knock on doors. Okay? We had a group from this church that went and knocked on doors here not too long ago. And they literally went door to door inviting people to church. Now, some of you, like me, are going, no thanks, I am not a door knocker. But it's so important that we fill all of the roles. We have so many ministries here at the church. We have the hands and feet ministry. We have the military ministry. We have the greeting team ministry. We have a million other ministries that I can't even speak about all of them this morning. But my point is there are places 
for you to be like Jesus and to get plugged in and to serve the church. And maybe it's a very public way. Maybe you want to teach a class. Maybe you want to give a Bible study. Maybe you want to give a Devo. Or maybe it's a very private way. And maybe you want to come in on Sunday mornings and prepare the communion, and that's the way you want to serve our church. But Jesus served, and we need to serve, and we need to help one another to make this the best possible church it can be. Because, guys, when we're firing on all cylinders, and when we're doing all of the little things, there's so much more we could be doing as a church if we just had the manpower to do it. We only have three full-time staff members. And we can only do so much. And we just, we try our best. But guys, if we had this whole church all working together, that's when you're going to see our church grow. That's when you're going to see special things happen in this church is when we're all working towards the same goal. We're not tearing each other apart. We're not moving in different directions. We're all supporting one another, supporting each other, supporting our leadership and working in the same direction. And that's exactly what the scripture is telling us here. It's telling us that we have to be a part of the body. And no matter what part you play, it's important. And there are so many different roles to play. So let's skip ahead to verse 25 through 27 says, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. One part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Guys, as our brothers and sisters go, so do we. We should want to lift each other up. We should want to see each other succeed. We should want to be there for one another. Again, we use the team reference. What happens on a team if everybody isn't pulling their weight? A team is not going to be successful. And it's the same thing for us. we got to lift each other up, right? Because we're all working towards the same goal. At least I hope we're all working towards the same goal. And that's that we all want to get to heaven one day, right? We don't talk as much these days about the difference between heaven and hell and where we're going and how we're going to get there. But guys, it's still real. We tend to forget that sometimes. And we still need to be all working towards that same goal. And we are much better when we're together than we are when we're apart. Last week, I gave you something to think about between last Sunday and this Sunday, and I hope that you did that, is why do you come here in the first place? You can watch the sermons online, or you can watch the service online. You can do your Bible study at home. You can pray at home. But why do we come here? We come here to be part of this body of Christ. We come here to lift each other up. We come here to encourage each other. We come here to pray for one another. We come here to be a family. And that's why I love Sunday mornings. I'm here at the church at some point or another almost every day of the week, but I love Sunday mornings because I get to see all of you. And I get to talk to people. And I get to hug people. And I get to shake hands with people. And I get to share communion with people. But that's what it's all about. It's all about the body. And it's all about us all working towards one common goal. 
So, even though we're an interconnected body, we are individuals with different jobs to do. The body has over 37 trillion cells, each doing a different part. 37 trillion. I can't even wrap my mind around how many trillions that is, but it's a lot. And that's because God is amazing in constructing this body that we have and this DNA that we have. It didn't happen by accident. It happened on purpose. So, Brother Ken had put out a while back a spiritual gifts analysis test or something to that effect. Um, and, and I know a lot of you guys took it, and maybe some of you did not take it. And if you'd like to take it, I have some copies, and Ken has some copies, and we'd be happy to give it to you. But what the spiritual gifts analysis does is it lets us identify where those places are where we feel like we can use our gifts to benefit the church. And again, maybe again, it's, it's you want to be a teacher, or you want to be a preacher, or you want to lead singing, or whatever the case may be. It'll help you identify those areas that you can get plugged in, because again, there are so many roles that need to be played to keep this church moving in the direction that we want to be moving in. And that's what it all comes down to. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, is we're all working towards that same goal. As we know, we're in a, we're in a period of transition right now. And it's more important now probably than ever that we all come together as a body and make sure that we are all moving towards that same goal. And hopefully... The Lord will bring us the right person, and he will continue to bless this church, and he'll continue to grow this church. But everybody has a part to play in the community, and no one should feel inadequate because of their part in the community. Different does, does not equal less than. Each member of the community is important, and each has a job to do. Guys, again, we're all in this together, right? Every Sunday when we come together, every Wednesday when we come together, we come together as a family. We come together as a body so that we can get that one goal, and that's to be more like Jesus and to build a closer relationship with Jesus. And we can do that, but we can do it better when we do it together. So just like last week when I kind of gave you something to think about and I gave you kind of a question to think about, I'm going to give you another question this week. Last week I asked you to think about why you come to church and what brings you in that door each week. And this week, I want you to think about what is the role that I play in the body? Or what role could I play? I want you to think about what can I bring to the table to help me grow in my relationship to Jesus? Because when you're serving, you're moving towards Jesus. You're trying to be closer to Jesus. And it'll enhance your relationship with Jesus. And it's also a great way to get plugged into the church and get to know one another better. Because, you know, we come in every Sunday morning and we all sit in the same seats, right? And we talk to the same people. And after church, we all have our little group of people that we talk to. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But do we have a chance to talk to some of the folks that we don't get to talk to? Do we ever come in and just sit someplace different so we can sit and worship with somebody new? or somebody that maybe we don't have a, a relationship with. What role can you play in this big picture of things so that we can make sure that just like a team, we're all working towards the same goal here at Mission Viejo? Would you pray with me? 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. We thank you for this building that we have, and we thank you most of all for all of the people that are here in this church, whether they be here or at home or wherever they may be today. And Heavenly Father, we pray that as we continue to try to move forward and as we continue to try and just grow this church and continue to teach your word to others and continue to reach out to others who may not know you, we just pray, Heavenly Father, that you will guide us through this process. Heavenly Father, we pray that if we're not already, that we will continue to look for ways to get plugged in so that we can build disciples and so that we can lead others to you, because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for all that you bless us with. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, we wrap up every one of our services by extending an invitation, and that invitation is a couple of different things for you. As I mentioned earlier, if you've never been baptized into Christ for forgiveness of your sins and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have an opportunity to do that here this morning. You have an opportunity to be to have those sins be washed away, to leave here in a right relationship with Jesus Christ this morning. Or maybe you've been a Christian your whole life, but maybe you've fallen away, and maybe you haven't been striving to be like Jesus. That's okay. You have the opportunity to come forward, to ask the Lord to forgive those sins, and we can pray with you, and we can help you. If there's anything that we can do for you here this morning, we invite you to come forward as we stand together and as we sing.